Is this the year that you want to get your business in newspapers and magazines? Perhaps you've seen others around you get loads of really cool press coverage, but just don't know where to begin? If so, PR in your pocket is the podcast for you. I'm Jenna, a journalist and PR, and each week I share practical, actionable tips to start getting your business media coverage today. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast and I'm here today with Jules White to talk about a topic that I've wanted to talk about on the podcast for such a long time and that is SEO. If you've been around for my podcast for years, you'll know that I started to talk a little bit about this. I'm definitely not an expert but I taught myself a little bit of SEO when I started blogging but there is so much more to this and more of my clients now are asking about how SEO can work alongside their PR. So I really wanted to get an expert on here and talk all things SEO. So hi, Jules. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. Can you just tell everyone a little bit about you, like how you work with businesses and sort of a little bit of a nutshell of like how you can help people with SEO? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a web and SEO strategist, primarily for coaches, course creators and professionals in the health and wellness industry. And I basically help people to make their websites work for their business. So if they're not getting traffic from Google or those people aren't, um, then they are getting visitors, but they're not converting into clients. And I help them with that. So I work one to one with clients. I also um, have some online courses as well. So if people want to sort of DIY their SEO, then I help with that as well. Um, my background is as a beauty and holistic therapist, but I've always been involved in marketing as well. And I built my first website back in 2007. And when um, shortly before the pandemic, I realized that I was I was kind of at the end I needed I knew I, I wanted to make a change basically um, and then the pandemic hit and I um, realized that there was this whole online world of building websites properly I built websites but never really done it properly and I so I when I left my job I thought I was going to be building websites and designing them developing them and everything and I quickly realized that wasn't what where my passion was and so people were were getting these websites putting them out there and then people weren't finding it and I think there's always that thing of people don't want to put their stuff out there because oh I can't hit publish yet because then people are going to see it whereas the realities of actually trying to get traffic to your website it can be really difficult and one of the things I realized um, shortly after I'd left my job was I was still on the salon's Google business profile and I was looking and happened just as I was taking myself off of it I, I looked and I saw that they'd had something like 3,000 views that month on their Google business profile which was just incredible really and we'd done work over the year to try and build it but it it was a bit of a light bulb moment for me and that's how I kind of got into SEO and and started with local SEO and helping clients with their Google profiles and it kind of went from there really amazing and for those that are brand new to this um seo is search engine optimization so essentially it's for people that want to get found on google or want to get found on those search engines that are hoping that people are going to type in keywords and they're going to come up is that right yeah so it basically and it it's such a a a bigger thing now because there are so many more places that are actually search engines because yes. you know social media and all those kind of places right. anywhere you can search can essentially become a search engine but we tend to focus on when people are typing into Google and the reason that we focus on Google is because more than 90% of the searches that are done on a search engine 
are still done through Google. So it's still the big, you know, people sort of say, oh no, people are searching on TikTok now and Google's dead, but it's really not true. When you look at the stats, people are still, there's a reason that we say, I'm gonna go and Google it, you know? And yeah. the thing is, if you if you optimize for Google, then you, you, you will show up in the other places as well, which is why we tend to focus on Google when we talk about search engine optimization. And the optimization part that essentially means just structuring the data on your website or not data itself even sounds too technical. Basically, the copy and the things that are on your website are laid out in a way that Google's little robots that go out and crawl the whole internet and then un they, they want to decide where to put them in they're in, in Google's index, which is essentially yeah. like a big library where Google puts all of the web pages so that when someone searches for something on Google, it understands what's the best page to send them to. So it's essentially just making sure that our websites are laid out in a way that those little robots can understand what's going on and, and what's on that page, really. Exactly. And I think one of the common things we were talking about this before we hit record, but one of the common things that I hear people say is that, you know, they publish that website and they expect immediately for that to be found on Google that second. So yeah. I've seen a lot of people where perhaps they've created a ULR name that is really literal, like, you know, Dog Walker Birmingham and think, oh, that's perfect. Because if yeah. anyone types in Dog Walker Birmingham, uh, I will come up and then realize actually it's a lot more complicated. And for a good reason, because I think like I've got a dog and if I was searching for Dog Walker Birmingham, I'd probably want the site to come up that has been around for a little bit and has got that authority and google knows that they can recommend it right rather than a site that's just appeared this hour Absolutely. because obviously we do want to be safe online yeah. um so it is doing a good thing but it can be really frustrating um when you want to get found um and what about if someone's listening to this and they've just never looked into it before i, I shared in my facebook group and i don't know how you feel about this but about like domain authority and having a domain authority score um i know that isn't all about seo but i shared it in my group and some people were panicking because they realized that they sort of had a really low score of like one or zero and actually they weren't being found on google and like no links were pointing towards them and things like that so i'm getting a bit technical there but if you're a brand new person to this sort of how would you begin well, the first thing we need to do when we when we start is to understand what's happening right now, really. So I would yeah. suggest if somebody's never done anything, never really thought anything about it, don't know, even know it. I like I quite often talk to people and they don't even know if they show up on Google. They kind of just assume that they do, yeah. but they don't really know what's going on. So I would always suggest to start there. So if I'm working with my clients, if they don't have Google Analytics installed, then we would start with that. If if you're thinking about Google search, um, like what's happening on, in terms of how Google sees your website, then Google Search Console is another one. And I would actually probably say to start there first, actually. Yeah. So these are two free tools from Google that you can install onto your website. It's just a little snippet. They make it really easy um, for how to do it. It most website platforms most platforms that you build your website on will will have some kind of instructions of how to do it and there are plenty of courses out there that teach you how to to um, install google analytics and google search console and then just looking once that that information has been sort of gathering data and even if you're thinking you don't want to do anything about your website right now if you're thinking no i'm not i haven't got the time i'm not ready to to do that if you can get these 
tools installed, then you can be gathering data so that when you are ready to make those changes, you've got some data there to work from. So it's definitely something I will say your future self will thank you for installing Google Analytics and Google Search Console. The, the benefit of Google Search Console, so they both, they both do slightly different things. So Google Search Console essentially tells you what people do that led them to your website. So it's it tells you how Google sees your website and what search terms Google is associating with your website. So it, that's really powerful. It also will tell you if there's anything that's making your website you know anything that's putting you at a disadvantage I guess is a good way to say it so if your website's loading too slowly or if you're like some people realize when they come to work with me they might have had a website that they've had live for three or four years but they never had something called a sitemap which is actually something really simple that tells Google about the structure of your website and you can actually submit that in Google search console and if you haven't got that Google can't actually show any of your pages up so it, it's really soul destroying when that happens, when somebody's been there and they think they've been building stuff up and they've had blogs and things, but they don't have a sitemap. So Google can't see anything. So I would definitely say if you need somewhere to start, start looking at Google Search Console first and also yeah. Google Analytics, because Google Analytics will tell you what happens once people get to your website. It will tell you where they've come from. So whether they come through social media or through through search, through, when, when somebody comes through Google or through one of the other search engines, we call that organic search and it will show you that. But then it will also show, show you how much time people have then spent on the different pages of your website. So you can see which pages people are coming on and bouncing away straight away. And if it's an important page, then you can really think about, okay, what do I need to do to this page to make it more enticing for people to actually stay on it? Yes, and I actually discovered these accidentally. So my SEO <laughs> journey was very much in reverse. So I started my own blog um, over 10 years, actually about 12 years ago now. Um, and I didn't realize that purely because I was creating a lot of content on there, I was getting picked up by the media because it was a very niche blog. I wrote about Crohn's disease and gut health. So I was getting media mentions. I fell into all of this accidentally, really. And then I discovered Google Analytics and I realized wow, I'm actually getting quite a lot of traffic through Google. I was getting about 10,000 views a month through Google purely because I was accidentally doing SEO just by doing all the stuff that I tell other people to do, create loads of content, get loads of mentions in the media. But then Search Console really changed the game for me. Um, and it's something that I recommend to everyone. It's so useful because I started to realize that people were searching different terms and finding my blog. Now, I don't do that much blogging anymore, but you can use it for so many other things. Like you could even use it for your PR strategy. Like if you know that everyone coming onto your site is searching for these key terms, that is telling you sort of that is where your niche is. And you could mm -hmm. use that to create more blog content or even like for PR ideas. So it's so simple. And it also shows you, you know, when I used it, there were some things that I would have thought were like sort of my popular thing. And I realized actually I wasn't being found on Google for those. So yes. it really helped the direction of my content as well. And I still check it occasionally. I haven't done it with my Jenna Farmer PR website because I still haven't 
this is the first time I've got to actually have an actual SEO strategy while the last time <laughs> it was just me chatting away and people finding me so mm-hmm. that is my job to try and figure out what I actually want to be found for on um, Google and I think that might be the problem so yeah. you know do people actually come to you and say you know for me obviously I'm Jenna Farmer PR I know that if you Google me I come up because I've done a lot of freelance writing and my Jenna Farmer PR comes up but I wouldn't know where to begin to think of other things that I would want people to look for to find me is that a common problem that people have it is it is and I think often what happens is people will have an impression of what people are want to find them for but when we have a conversation about that we realize actually that's not what people are going to be typing into google and it's it's really interesting you saying that you want to like but the jenna farmer pr that is the most important thing first and foremost make sure the people that could put who know about you make sure they can find you if they type your name into google because once you do that then google starts to associate you and google knows what pr is and it knows the thing the topics that may be related to you so if okay. somebody t- searches for something around PR and then they happen to search for you after that, then there's a, there's a higher chance that Google is going to show you up because it's oh, Google knows that association, really. So oh. that's what I would be sort of thinking about is, OK, what are the when we're thinking about you? What's what's the main thing we need to get you known for, which is what your name and what you do? And then where do we go from there? So we'd then be looking at, at, at your sort of the same as people, people recommend having content pillars for, I guess, for blogging as well, but also for things like social media. Think about the main sort of tom, top buckets of what you talk about in your business with your clients, really. So so whether that's then you, you yeah. for you, you'd maybe look at marketing and looking at, at some search terms that would be kind of related yeah. to PR, really. So and it, and also maybe the the more niche things the the good thing with or the good thing to focus on with google is what are the things that we can associate google or get google to associate with your business that are also a bit more niche so you are not competing against the rest of the internet (laughs) you know just just sort of the more we can niche it down the better really with google search because then you you do have that opportunity to stand out as an expert and and to show up on page one and that's what you can do with Search Console, can't you? Because it will show you those keywords. Yeah. And another tool that I used to use um, was something like Key Search. I, we're going to have a chat about keywords because yeah. I think when people come up with keywords, they think, oh, I'll just think of a keyword in relation to my business. So I, yeah. I when I used to talk to people, like if they said, like, oh, my keyword is lipstick. And I was like, you're never, that's not your keyword because no. you're never going to get found for lipstick. I don't know what would come up if I typed in lipstick, but I would imagine it would be like massive beauty brands. So how, what are keywords, first of all? Because I know I'm using that word, but I haven't explained it. Yeah. And also, is that the be all and end? Or is that what we should be focusing on, like figuring out these keywords? So uh, keywords are essentially the, the t- search terms that people are typing into Google. And yeah. it, it can be a bit misleading because keyword can essentially be a, a key phrase. So it can be, yeah. it doesn't have to just be one word. And really when we're, when we're trying to rank, we're looking for the ones that aren't just one word because yeah, lipstick, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go and Google afterwards now <laughs> and see what, who comes up for lipstick. Um, but it, I bet it's L'Oreal. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's um you want you want to find out so in terms if you were thinking about keywords and and more specific ones you could if you were um the best vegan lipstick or the best vegan lipstick that that's lo- long lasting or something along those lines yeah. could still be classed as a keyword and that that's what you're then trying to find is those ones that 
people are searching for it every month and it doesn't have to be thousands of people searching for it yeah. if you if the, that's really where the gold is in seo is if you can find a keyword and especially for service-based businesses who don't need thousands and thousands of people coming to their website every day yeah, to get some to, to to run their business then just looking for those ones where maybe 20 people a month are searching for it that's still a lot of eyes on your business each year yeah. that you wouldn't have so yeah you want to look for ones that are that our people are searching for but there's low difficulty so there's not as much content out there in the internet about that 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 term and you can then make sure that your website is is the one that's the authority on that and one thing to consider with keywords is the is the search intent so yes. that's whether people whether it's something where people are looking for information or they're looking for to make a purchase and or whether they're actually um, looking for more sort of somewhere in between the two. So whether they, they are looking to do a little bit, bit more research before they make a purchase. And that's how you can then make sure your content is appropriate for that particular search term. So. Just interrupting this brilliant SEO chat to tell you about the Momentum Media Club. The Momentum Media Club has opened again today on the 1st of February and is open for new members until the 9th of February. If you're new here, the Momentum Media Club is my done with you PR membership that offers you loads of support and accountability to get you in the media. The reason it's only open for one week each month is to allow me to personally onboard you and have a chat with you to figure out exactly what you need PR for. Then you can come along to strategy sessions with me, networking sessions with journalists, access loads of resources and templates and everything you need to start pitching and you've even got a Facebook group with me where I will share curated for you press opportunities so there is loads in there to get you in the press you can click the link in the show notes to find out more we're going to get back to our chat now a little note that halfway through this recording we had to switch over to zoom because for some reason my podcast host wasn't working so if there is a slight change to the sound or anything like that in this next half of the podcast that is why let's get going So where can people actually find these keyword tools then? And like, how can people actually find these keywords? So there's a few ways you can do that. So if you're, I mean, the first thing I would say is to start with a Google search page. So go to Google, type those search terms in and see what's coming up. If there's loads, loads of content coming up, it might be a, a suggestion that there's something you create around that. And you could then maybe look at what's there and whether you can create something better or a new slant on it or something like that and that's what Google is looking for is something that's going to give a different perspective or give more helpful information to to the people that are searching I've got a few tools that I use um I use one called keywords everywhere which isn't a free tool but I think it's something like fifteen dollars for one hundred thousand credits so that is plenty to be getting on with if somebody and I think that lasts for a year and I I never used that all in my first year so that's really um, yeah yeah it's the best way to do it and because it's easy so if you have a google ads account you can use google's keyword planner as well but i find that that can be a little bit overwhelming and if you haven't got one it's a bit of a pain to set up and it doesn't always give the results if you if you've got both if you've got keywords everywhere and the google um keyword planner they keywords everywhere makes google keyword planner better so it's something that then it shows you extra things in there. Otherwise, it, I think with with Google's Keyword Planner, it will show you like whether there's like between one and 100 people have searched or between 100 and 1,000. And there's a big difference when you're doing keyword research. You want to know if, if there's 
you know, 999 people searching or 101, that's a big difference in traffic to your website. So I would suggest yeah, getting the keywords everywhere. It's just a Chrome plugin that you download for Google Chrome. And then you, you just do those searches within the a normal Google search and you'll see all these extra little boxes come up and that will then give you ideas of, of related keywords and potential long tail keywords and you can see the search volume because you can see what keywords are related all the little boxes when you know when we type into google and it says people also search for or related searches on that results page those are the related terms that you need to be thinking about as well so i that's why i find it's that i have my own within my um website success hub success hub i have my own keyword planner in there so that's what i use with my clients um but it, the keywords everywhere one I use both of them as well so it's handy to have Amazing. Um, about search volume one thing I would mention is that 15% of searches every day have never been searched before so it's something to bear in mind that even if there's been no searches but you feel like it's an emerging emerging trend in your industry you can go to Google Trends and see if there is anything happening there as well it's another free tool from Google but sometimes you have to trust your gut that if you feel like this is something that's up and coming in your industry and you can get an article out there like ahead of the curve really that can be really valuable for your business so always keep that in your back of your mind yes you do ideally want something that people are already searching for but there is that thing of 15 percent of searches every day have never been searched before so wow that's really interesting and um in relation to if we actually want to increase our chance of being found on Google, a lot of people ask me about like digital PR, which is really just focusing on getting those mentions online. So we know that blogging. So let's start with blogging, actually. So why is blogging so good for SEO then? Why can blogging help? So blogging can help because you can you can create a very informative article and you can target target it around a keyword but you can also then within that article have lots of the other things that are related to that keyword as well so it then becomes really valuable google sees that people are reading that content and it and because it's it's um text as well it makes it a lot easier google is getting better at reading audio and video files as well but essentially if you've got that information there in a written written format it's a lot easier for google to scan that and you can then create a, a database where you've got you've got all of those things. Um, database probably isn't the right term, but where it, essentially you've got your website is like a hub of information in terms of, of being related to that keyword. So that's why blogging can be so powerful. And as you say, you can you can be ranking for a blog years after it, it's yeah you know you, you actually put it out there. And especially if you do keep it updated and make a few tweaks and maybe add your the latest take on it that's a really good way to update your content without having to create new blogs all the time because that's another thing I would say is you don't have to be creating new stuff all the time if you get the basics right and get some core like pillar content in place then you can you can use that alone and it so don't feel like you have to be creating hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of blogs to have good effect with SEO you can you can get good results without actually having to create you know a ton of content really amazing and in relation to so we've got the blogs another part of digital PR can also be to get those links back and that is something that more and more clients are asking about um and there's a bit of confusion there because sometimes when a client when someone gets a link back they might think that that is going to like lead to lots of traffic but it's not necessarily just about the traffic it's about 
sort of the the impact that can have on SEO. So how does that work? Like, why would it be beneficial for someone to get a link back from the Guardian in terms of their SEO? And I know it's not as simple as that, but why is yeah. that important? It's not it's not as simple as that, but it is that is the the fundamentals of the internet. Is the internet is, yeah. is the reason it's called the World Wide Web, and it's because of those links between different places. And if you have a website like something like the Guardian. Obviously, that has got millions and millions of links and and so much helpful information out there. Google knows that's an authoritative website. Yeah. Essentially, that's what Google looks for is trust, entertainment, um, expertise and authoritiveness. And authority, I can never say that word. <laughs> but um, yeah, essentially, that's what, what Google is looking for. So what happens is if you get a link back from The Guardian, then you're getting a little bit, and it is only a little bit from a big website like that, but you're getting a little bit of that SEO juice, as we call it, coming back to your website. And the more of those links that you can get, then Google understands that then your website is must be a place of authority and entertainment and you know expertise because all of these places are linking back to it. So backlinks are really important and links in general are really important as well. So yes, if you can get loads of links, from trustworthy places so there's, there's something you can do where you can actually check if you've got something called toxic backlinks which is making sure that places that aren't aren't you know like you can get spam websites linking to yours and those kind of things so that's part of seo is making sure that if you've got any of those then you make you tell google i don't want to be associated with that and you get rid of that link and um but but I feel like I've gone off on a, on a little bit of a tangent there. What was the question? <laughs> so the question was, yeah, so I think you almost, you answered it. It was just like why those links are so valuable because like, you, yeah, I think you answered it with the fact that it's that authority. and But it's also worth saying exactly like you said, we have to be careful. I know that it was years ago now, but I remember Interflora got fined and they still talk about that now because they just sort of went a bit crazy and tried to get lots of links, paying people to get links to their site um, and doing it in an underhand way rather than organically what we're trying to do. So we have to be careful that we don't just try and get lots of links en masse and that, you know, there's places that will say like, you know, we'll ch we're, you can pay us and we'll get you loads of links, but we don't want to be doing it that way, do we? Because we don't end up like Interflora, but Google knows that as well. It's a bit more savvy about the sorts of way that we're getting links. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And also what you don't want is is you don't want to link from someone just for the sake of it, because then if people follow that link and that isn't relevant to them, if the, if the link is promising something that your website doesn't do or isn't, or it, then it becomes like spam. And if somebody comes to your website and bounces away straight away, then that tells Google your website isn't entertaining um, and isn't doing the job that it's supposed to so that actually can be really harmful to your seo and to, to actually your domain authority a domain authority is essentially how google sees your website and most small businesses if you've got a domain authority of 15 and above then you're doing really well so that's something to bear in mind that we're not going to be up there in the 90s as places like the guardian are you know it's yeah. it's something that we we build I would always say, think about the people that you're trying to build your website for and focus on that first and then the SEO side of it. And if you're doing it, you know, as I say, there's pl places you can put your keywords in your page that helps with that and other and building the backlinks and everything. But always think of the human side first, because if people enjoy using your website and you, the, the information is, is right and correct, then the SEO will come. Really. Did you say 15 or 50 when you said the DA score? On five. 
Okay, yeah, that makes you feel better. I was going to say, I was like, 50 is quite high. Yeah, exactly. So it goes from zero to 100. Zero is sort of like a non-existent site or brand new. And then like you say, uh, 100 is or you know is not possible so we're just aiming to get those scores so and that is a little bit about as well the last question I wanted to ask you was a lot of people get those links and then will say to me oh I'm really surprised because I haven't had any new customers from them or and sometimes um sometimes you definitely see like a flurry of sales when you get that link 100% other times you get almost a passive thing where you maybe get you know five new people on your mailing list a day but that's every single day so I have some clients who they were in article three years ago and they still say that is their biggest referrer of customers because that is just passively doing its thing on Google which is amazing but other people they don't necessarily see that traction and the last thing we were going to talk about is how what could we do to our site to try and increase the chances of someone following that link and then getting exactly what they want so yeah this is a really important part of it and this is often what um is missing with SEO. So some sometimes if you work with an SEO agency and they're just promising to get you traffic to your website, that's not necessarily going to help your bottom line. It's not going to help you necessarily get more clients or more email subscribers because they may be sending the pe people there that aren't the right fit for you. So there's that first and foremost. So making sure that we're really clear on who we're trying to help, what stage in their buyer's journey they are when they come into our pages as well. But it's making sure that when people come to that page, the page is set up to convert them. So whether it's a blog page or a sales page or a home page, think about what action you want people to take. And it should ideally be just one action. On a home page, you might have um you might have a transitional thing that you want them to do as well as they if they want to make a purchase, they can go through this link, or if they want to sign up to the email list or read a blog, they go through this link. And it's a little bit different with the home page. But essentially you want one call to action because then people aren't confused about what action you want them to take. And it makes it easier for them to take that action. And it makes it easier for you then to tailor that page. So if it if it's a blog post and the goal of that blog post is to get them to sign up to your email list or to download your freebie, then you can tailor that page to to help with that really. So that's I think that's probably the biggest thing is making sure that before you start sending more and more traffic, before you start thinking about your SEO, then think about whether you've got pages to, that you're sending people to. And this quite often happens with my clients where they'll come to me asking about SEO and they think they need help with their SEO. And when we dive into it, they're actually already sending visitors to their website. Either they're doing lots with their social media or even doing a little with social media and they're networking and they're getting they're doing their PR, they're getting out there and doing all the things that they should be doing, but not actually getting any results from that. So then we need to look at, OK, what's happening with this page that's then not converting people into either email subscribers or into buyers, really? And those tools that we talked about at the start would help with that, right? Because with Google Analytics, we'd be able to see like if they're how long they spent on the page if they're only spending five seconds on the page like we've got a big problem is that right is that the sorts of things they could look at yeah it will tell you where the problems are it won't necessarily tell you what that problem is and I think that's yeah. part of that understanding okay what do we need on a on a page so if we're talking about um uh, like any kind of page that's related to, to where you want someone to take an action within that above the fold so the bit before you start scrolling needs to tell them 
what you do, how you're going to make their life better and what they need to do to get it. And if you get that there, essentially what we're doing with any web page is we're just trying to get people to scroll to the next section and then the next section and then the next section. And that, that you know, if you think of it that way, it makes it a little bit easier rather than thinking, OK, my whole page has got to be set up perfectly. Think, no, OK, start with I, I would actually say don't start with the, the hero section, of, you know, the bit before you start scrolling, because that's the hardest bit to do. You've got to think of headlines and those kind of things. But think about, OK, what's the outcome that you want? to happen with this page what's the benefits what's the easy bits for me to do first work on those and then and then you know get there with it and then just thinking okay does this page encourage people to keep going along that journey and and keep, and keep reading essentially okay thank you so much Jules this has been so helpful I might split this into two episodes because I feel like we've talked for ages um where can people find out more about you help with SEO where can they connect with you so my website is probably the best place. I am mainly, if it's if it's socials, I'm mainly on Facebook. That tends to be where I hang out the most. Um, I On my website, I actually have a tool where you can get a free mini SEO report. So oh, you can nice. just, yeah, it's, it's really good. It just tells you like some of the basics of whether you're actually showing up for the, for if you've got an idea of, okay, this is the, the broad keyword that I want to show up for. It will tell you how you're doing against that. If you've got any broken links and those kind of things, it will tell that. Um, and then once you're even if you're thinking because a lot of people say oh I don't want you to look at my website it's terrible and they're scared about what what the report will say but at least you have an idea of where you are really so it, it's it's a good place to start really amazing thank you so much Jules this is brilliant and um, I'm sure lots of people will connect with you and hopefully work on their SEO thank yeah you. and I'd say just get started it doesn't have to yeah. be difficult so yeah just do what you can You have been listening to PR in your pocket. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love, love, love for you to share it on social media or leave me a review or just come along and connect with me online. So you can find my Facebook group, Get Your Business in the Media with Jenna Farmer. And there's loads of tips and tricks there to help you get in the media. You can connect with me on Instagram at Jenna Farmer PR. And finally, you can also find me on Substack where I share a weekly deep dive into what I've done that week, a pitching tip and things that you can do that week to get you in the media. And that is on Substack with the same name as this podcast, PR in your pocket.